Welcome to The Coaching Podcast with your hosts, Emma Doyle and Simon Blair, coach for success in sport and business. Welcome to The Coaching Podcast. I'm Simon Blair. I have the absolute pleasure of uh, interviewing today for the show, Daniel Ord from OmniTouch. Together we're here in Melbourne where Daniel is uh, has just pr- finished presenting a two-day uh, workshop um, which he can tell you all about, and uh, it's um, been a long time coming from Daniel and I. We've uh, I've connected with Daniel on LinkedIn many years ago, and he's um, certainly right up there in terms of one of my favourite people to follow in the contact centre world uh, and custom experience and uh, and coaching. Um, and he's really fantastic in, in putting out great content and valuable uh, information to support others in the industry. And um, yeah, I encourage all of you to uh, connect with him and follow. But Daniel Lord, welcome to the Coaching Podcast. Thanks, Simon. It's so great to be here and meet you in person. You know, after LinkedIn's awesome, but it's nothing like real life. Absolutely, we've had a great chat already. Um, but we wanted to save some of the good stuff for for the show. Uh, so, Daniel, I'd like to kickstart with um, the standard question that we like. To, uh, Emma and I like to ask all of our international guests. And that is Vegemite. Number one, <laughs> have you tried it? And if so, love it or hate it? Have tried it. Don't like it. I'll take the middle road. How about that, Simon? I hope we can carry on now with the podcast. Uh, I don't think that's the middle road. <laughs> it's a road, but I don't think it's the middle one. Um, as a result of answering in the negative, <laughs> there is a consequence now, Daniel. Um I'd love to ask you what you consider to be the worst coaching experience that you've you've had in your career and any learnings that uh, you would have obtained from that that you'd like to share with our audience. Sure. I mean, there's a couple ways to answer this. The, the first is, for myself personally, I didn't come up through the agent ranks. I ended up in the contact center industry completely by accident. I was the VP of finance and then the head of the operations, and she was running the contact center, she got a better job, as people do. And then two hours later, the CEO said, hey, Dan, you know all the numbers. We like you. You seem pretty smart. How would you like to be the director or VP of operations of our call center? And I said yes, because I think something I found out in life is it's a lot better sometimes to say yes and figure it out later. And that's exactly what happened. So um, the when it comes to coaching, I think a couple things. One is... Uh, The worst experience I've seen in clients or in contact centers that are out there is actually no coaching is conducted whatsoever. So frankly, that's probably the worst case. And then the second case is confusing a scorecard with coaching. So, uh, and even in the session we had over the past two days, we had a very lively discussion around do scorecards change behavior? And of course the position is no, they don't. But many contact centers, probably because of time limitations, believe that if they listen to the call, they score it and they basically email over or pass over the scorecard, that behavior will change. And that's not the reality of how behavior changes. So I'd say from the worst vantage point, either no coaching takes place or scorecard is a sub for coaching. Terrific answer. Stolen the words right out of my mouth. (laughs) I've been banging on about that for many, many years. uh, And this is why I love what Daniel does, because we we, uh, play in a very similar space. um, And absolutely, that's, that's, uh, yeah, no coaching is all too common. 
and yeah, the misuse and uh, of of quality sort of programs. So, thank you, Daniel. Great answer. Um, now you get the opportunity to talk about positive things. In in your experience, what would you say is uh, has been your your greatest sort of coaching moment, uh, or maybe there's a couple of moments, and and again the insights and learnings you obtained from that. Thanks, Simon, for letting me be positive. And again, I'm going to draw on the session that just finished here in Melbourne yesterday. I think the most positive aspect of coaching that I see structurally is when you sit down and spend time with your frontliners on a regular basis and you do this, let's say, week after week, day after day, and so on, they reach the point where they're ready to self-coach. And, and I think that's a super magic moment in the life of a team leader. And I, I do it in a joking way, but, but I'll say, okay, the team leader sits down with an agent, and the agent says, boss, will you please just shut up? I know you're going to tell me I'm good at this, and I know you're going to tell me to fix that, and then you're going to look at that agent and say, I love you. Guess what? You have just congr- um, graduated to self-coaching. What I'm going to allow you to do now is listen to your own calls, evaluate yourself, and then come tell me about your own progress. And I have, when I tell this story... People sometimes don't believe it, but I've worked in contact centers where they've literally written to me six months or eight months later and say, Dan, can you believe 50% of my staff have now gone to self-coaching? But I had to earn that right. I had to take them through regular, ongoing, I know you believe in this, talking to them, letting them know what the expectation is. If you don't let people know what the expectation is, it's very difficult for them to find that on their own. So for me, that's the sweet spot. That's uh, fantastic. Totally on board with that. Uh, and something, something in my management coaching where, yeah, it's, it's about when you can get staff coming up with the same insight that you yourself ca- came up to independently, you know you're in the right place and, and that next level of maturity. And that's, yeah, when the magic can really, really happen, kick into another gear. So great answer. Um, great to hear. So, Daniel, I'd love to know as uh, the next question a sliding doors moment in your career, a moment where you had a choice to make, um, could have gone left, could have gone right, and the choice you made, I suppose, put you on the on your coaching journey and has really brought you to where you are now. Wow, that is quite a question. All right. Do you notice the short pause? Uh, sliding doors moment for me would probably have been in 1999-2000. I was working as a VP in an outsourced contact center. For all of you folks out there in outsource, I feel for every single one of you. I know you have a lot of pride in what you do, and but boy, that's intense. It's very different working in what people call a captive center, you know, working for a big company, let's say, versus working in the outsource world where you're handling clients and meeting their expectations. And what struck me a lot, particularly at that time in Asia in outsource was, it was very much driven around cost. So because it was driven around cost, anything related to coaching, people development, training, was all by the wayside. It was all about compliance. I just remember we would type up scripts and compliance, and and my heart just felt twisted a little bit because I almost felt sorry for the agents because they had almost been beaten down into submission. And it it did take me about a year to decide that maybe the best mark I could make for myself and in the industry would be to leave working for another organization, especially outsource, and go out on my own. So it was a painful sliding doors moment, but I remember when I finally did resign, it was almost like 
now I can go out and do what I think people can benefit from. And, and don't get me wrong, cost matters, efficiency matters. I'm an accountant by trade. So, but I think if you try and neglect, or not try and neglect, but you neglect or uh, try and bargain with that human side of things, in a world of customer experience, you're just not gonna make it. Fantastic insight. Um, Daniel, I'd love to uh, then move on to what you consider to be, and here's the challenge, in three words or less. It's a cha- <laughs> in three words or less, it's a challenge for me, so probably for yourself as well. Um, what do you think makes a great coach? So maybe in three words or less, and then you can expand on your answer and explain maybe your choices, but yeah, three words or less. What are your thoughts? Actually, this is going to be easy for me, and I'll tell you why. My favorite movie is The Wizard of Oz. So brains, heart, and courage. There you go. That could be one of the best answers we've ever had to that question. Um, I'm sure can't wait to hear Emma's reaction to that. Um, Brains, heart, and uh, and courage. Uh, With The Wizard of Oz reference, I think no explanation needed. Um, Fantastic. So, Daniel, is there a question that you would like to ask or, or maybe you do ask when you go to conferences and meet fellow practitioners or with clients, uh, maybe of Emma and myself for the show or our audience, a question that you'd like to ask um, around coaching. I usually ask people, what do you find most difficult about your coaching process? Because I think a lot of the coaching process is involved how do I say this? If you have challenges with your coaching process, there are always reasons. And it's a complex process. So trying to identify which lever isn't working, which relationship isn't working, which aspect of the process isn't working. So the first question I usually ask people is, if you had to say, what is the most difficult thing about coaching around here? What is it? Let me give you a possible answer. A possible answer is agents don't accept coaching. That's a common thing I hear. Or another common answer I hear is our team leaders don't know how to listen to calls. Okay, that's a different kind of problem. But you can't solve something if you can't define the problem first. So, Great. Uh, so, Daniel Lord, I'd like to thank you very much for being on the show. <laughs> yes, it's over. <laughs> we made it. It's been a while coming. Uh, thank you so much for... Uh, well, it's just fantastic to meet you, as, as I mentioned, and it's uh, been an absolute pleasure. Um, and uh, enjoy your trip back to uh, Singapore. Thanks, Simon. As you know, we're both, we're both people that take things personally, and I think that's a gift, not a curse. So I will see you again. <laughs> Fantastic. Thanks, Demi. The Coaching Podcast was brought to you by Emma Doyle and Simon Blair. Emma Doyle is a global speaker and performance coach helping unleash human potential. Her website is emmadoyle.com.au. And I'm Simon Blair, trainer, assessor and coach of sales and customer service skills with my own company, Five Degrees. Connect with me on LinkedIn or email me at simon.blair at five degrees, that's F-I-V-E-D-E-G-R-E-E-S dot com dot A-U.